would uh, bow your heads with me, dear God. We ask that you just talk directly to us so that we hear the message you have prepared for each and every one of us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. We're going to continue our road to Calvary as we lead up to Easter. We'll be talking out of Mark and uh, very interesting. Uh, this is a very interesting event that takes place that we're going to be speaking about today. Um, I'm going to be bringing out just a, just a couple of pieces of information out of it. Um, as I was studying them, um, impacted me very, very strongly. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the same format I have um, in the preceding uh, sermons this year. I'm going to do the preceding events. Um, in Mark 12, you have Jesus who uh, is going back and forth with the religious scholars here. He's answering the question about taxes. And we get this, fav- this famous quote where he says, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and give to God the things that are God's, all right? And then he uh, is in this conversation with the Sadducees who uh, don't really believe much about the afterlife, about the resurrection, and said, but concerning the dead, that they rise, and have you not read the book of Moses about the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, he is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. Amen. And you are therefore greatly mistaken. Okay. So I'm kind of giving you this to kind of, I'm, I'm wanting to build up what's going on, what is the mindset here and what's being said and just give you kind of the situation that is uh, happening here. All right. And then we have the scribes kick in. You know, they can't be left out. So we got the scribes, they're asking, what is the first commandment of all? So Jesus answers, and the, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the, all the laws are hung on this. Okay, and then we have Jesus moving on and he swings away at the, at the scribes and he preaches about their hypocrisy, how they walk around and, and uh, how they have uh, long robes and how they take the best seats and how they take from people and the poor. And uh, then he looks over, he sees the widow giving her little mite and assesses how she gave Everything she had, how the, the, the rich gave from excess, okay? They gave from what they really didn't, didn't need, okay? It was excess, you know, they could live without it. She was all in. Isn't that amazing if we had people that were all in and on this church, all in and giving away to the community and helping people? And boy, she was all in. She gave everything she had. She was all in, Okay? And then they go outside, and the disciples are looking at the great temple and the, how majestic the stones were and how they were kind of like tourists walking around, and they were just overcome with how beautiful the, the city was. And Jesus says, this thing's not going to stand. 
Every stone's going to be turned over. And it, this is where we get him saying, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. And 40 years later, the Romans walk in and destroy the temples. Okay? So I'm giving you all this for a reason. I'm walking you through this for a reason, okay? So then we got Mark 13. Jesus predicts the, the, he just, the destruction of the temple. Then he goes on and describes the great tribulation, okay, the abomination and desolation, which is spoken by Daniel in the Old Testament. Okay, the prophecy talks about the coming, the Son of Man. No one knows the day. No one knows the hour. That's famous scripture there. All right? Then we get to where we're going to, Mark 14. It says, after two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. So we got all these people jam-packed here in Jerusalem. And we have the chief priests, scribes, all these people that he's been sparring with mentally. Well, they hate him. Just absolutely hate him. They just can't stand him. He's upset their world. They, they, they just got to get rid of this dude. Okay? He's not like the other ones that have come forward and... and, and I mean, he is of a different thread, this dude is. He is for real. This guy is, there's something different about this dude. They have to get rid of him. But, can't kill him right now, you know, not during the feast, you know, the two feasts. And so they got to put something together here, and they say, well, we can't kill him during the feast, because we'll call it, we'll cause an uproar, all right? So in the middle of this, Jesus goes to Bethany, the house of Simon the leper. And as he sits at a table, so there's a woman there. And we know, I'll move up ahead, we know from John that this is Mary, the sister of Lazarus and Martha. Okay, so let me go back. And she has an alabaster, alabaster flask of spikenard. Okay, very strong smelling oil, a very expensive oil. She breaks it and pours it on his head. Okay? So she is, in, in a sense, anointing the head of Jesus Christ here. Now this is different, okay, than the woman who is overcome by her sin and puts the oil on Jesus' feet and tears and wipes it with her feet, her hair with his feet. Okay, this is different. She is overcome with love towards Jesus. Okay. Her love for Jesus makes her take this alabaster flask and break it and pour it on his head. All right. John describes it. She took a very costly oil, a spike nord, and put it on his feet. Okay. And the house was filled with this. It's all you could smell in the house. All right. So back to Mark. And then there were these disciples that were with Jesus. They become indignant. And they start whispering. Why was this very expensive fragrant oil wasted? We could have sold this for 300 denarii and given it to the poor. And they start to criticize her. And it starts to become like the topic, the the whispering topic of the household. Why would she waste this oil? All right. 
Jesus picks up on it. Jesus knows our whispers. Jesus knows the rumors. Jesus knows our hearts. Jesus knows our deepest, darkest secrets. Isn't that the worst thing you can ever hear? <laughs> the very thing that you're hiding that you do in the deepest, darkest parts of the world that you don't want anybody to know about, Jesus knows. You don't hide anything from Jesus. He knows. Okay? My grandma used to tell us, may your, may your sins find you out. And I hated it when she, she would tell me that right before I took the trip over to Carterville to go to Cuckoo's. And I hated when she <laughs> told me that. <laughs> I didn't know if she had ESP. Was it ESP or ESPN? No, I, I didn't know which difference it was. But I, anyways, I don't want to get down a rabbit hole. But anyways, but Jesus knows. Jesus knows, okay? But he comes up. He says, leave her alone. Why do you guys trouble her? What she's done has been a good thing, a good work for me. And then he makes this very remarkable statement here. And I want to spend just a second here, okay? He says, for you will have the, for you will have the poor with you always, okay? Do you know what that means? We will always have the poor with us. You know why? Because man is not willing to do the things to eradicate poverty on either side. Yes, there will always be laziness and slothness. And on the other side, there will always be greediness and the things that keep people down in poverty. That exists. And humankind will never be able to eradicate those things from this earth so that poor and poverty does not exist. Jesus said it back then. It's still true today. And as long as the world keeps spinning with people on it, it will be true. Okay? Amen? All right. Just making sure you're with me. And whenever you wish... And he said, and he, this is what he says. If you want to do something good for the poor, I'm not stopping you, okay? Go do something good for them. Because they're walking around like, boy, we could have really done something good for the poor with this money. I'm not stopping you from, going, from doing something good with the poor, okay? We all walking around like, boy, we could have really done something good. Well, go do something good for the poor. We're not stopping you. Well, you know, go do something good for the poor, all right? We're not stopping you. So... She had done what she had, what she could. And she has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. And here's what he is saying. Jesus has been telling these guys, I will be arrested. I will be wrongfully arrested, wrongfully tried. I will be beat. I will give my life up. And I will be crucified by the Romans. And these guys have never gotten it. Okay? They still don't understand. This lady understands. She loves him. And at this very moment, she is overcome with love.
for Jesus because of how much he loves her. And she is anointing his body for the very act that he has told her is going to happen. And it's her only way to express her love for Jesus. It's her only way to display how much she loves him. And he is calling it a very good work. It is her act of worship towards Jesus. And the very disciples of Jesus Christ are the ones criticizing her worship. You, did you hear that? Let's make sure we hear that. Okay? And make sure I hear that. She is performing the only act of worship that she knows how to do here at this point to express how much she loves Jesus. And the very disciples, the followers of Jesus, are criticizing her very act of worship towards Jesus. Let's make sure that we at Star Church the very disciples of Jesus never criticize the very act of someone's worship towards Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Would that not be a horrible thing to have on our conscience, on our role to have to go answer for on the day of answering? Huh? I pray forgiveness for my soul and everyone here's soul if, that's, if we're guilty of that. Okay? Assuredly, I say to you, this is Jesus talking, wherever the gospel is preached in this whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Let me do a little bit of application and a little bit of, of a point of, of teaching here, okay? This lady did all she could do. This episode is not so much about forgiveness of sin. Mary was overcome by love. It was an expression of love. Yes, atonement, forgiveness, is at the crux in the importance of Christianity, okay? But it's all driven by love. His love for us, our love for him, it's shown, it's understood, it's reciprocated by our love shown to others. The disciples, their inability to show love to her almost broke down the system here. Jesus brings it back around. Okay, she understands the words and teachings of Christ, which allows her to show her love and allows her to worship Christ appropriately here. Her actions here are the very display of her devotion, her worship, and her love towards Jesus Christ. Listen to me. The little spikenard could have been passed down throughout the generations and probably gained value. And think how... how much money that very alabaster thing of spikenard would be worth today. I don't know how much that would be worth if you had that thing today. 
don't even know what spike nard is. I don't even know if I'm spelling it right there, okay? <laughs> but that, I mean, think about how that could have been a great legacy. But you know what her legacy is? That act of worship that day. Isn't that great? That's her legacy. Her love and her worship towards Jesus Christ. Amen? And isn't it amazing how quickly they calculated the value of the spike nard that could have been given to the poor? And it is amazing how certain situations bring people to be concerned about the poor. <laughs> That's kind of tongue-in-cheek there, okay, just so you make sure. And it is amazing that the ne very next section of verses in the Bible is Judas betraying Jesus Christ. And the same, and here, and I'm going to finish with this, okay? The same word, perdition, okay, is translated into waste. It's used in Mark 14, 4, and John 17, 12. You want to see those verses? John 14, 4. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why was this fragrant oil wasted? There it is, 1712, while just Jesus Christ talking, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name, those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them I lost except the son of perdition. Who's he talking about? Judas. Is that irony or is that the word? That's sadness. I got a question for you. What's our legacy going to be? Hopefully, it'd be a love, worship, forgiveness, a legacy of Christianity. Amen? It's the greatest legacy you could ever pass along, right? What are you going to do with a can or a alabaster can of spike guard? I don't know. A legacy of Christianity. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142, Eldorado, Illinois 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church.